Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke with Afonso Gonzalez, the editor of The Lost Daughter. We chatted about working with Maggie Gyllenhaal, sticking and experimenting with the script, and much more. Like, how did you um, hear about the project? Well, Maggie, she found me and she emailed me and... uh... She's like, I, I want to send you this, this script I'm doing in my, it's my first directing job and I like your movies, would you consider? And she sent me the script and I read it and then we met uh, on Zoom, basically this way. I was here, I was actually, I was working on the Velvet Underground at that time here in, in LA and uh, we had a talk, we really connected and it was coming like very soon, I think like maybe a few months after, but then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. and everything got stopped and then from that point she actually got in touch with me and says okay we're going to push but i have this short film that i'm doing my first directing job is going to be the short film do you want to do it so i obviously said absolutely and then we did the short so we got like a little bit of the shorthand of how to work together but basically i mean she sent the script i love the script we talk and i'd be like this is going to be and we really got along and that was that mm-hmm and so what were those sort of initial conversations like with her? I think the very first one was about, I think it was just about film, like the, 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 the script and the things that happened in this. Right. It wasn't super specific. It was a little, it was a little broad in terms of how, how, how it's going to be. But it was it was great to have a sense. And then once once she called, she called me again, and be like, okay, this is gonna get pushed. Then we we talk a little bit more. But there was never really like this is what's gonna happen. This is what I'm looking for. This was made, basically. I had asked her like, how do you feel comfortable working with somebody? But she had never been. She never really yeah. she never directed anything. She didn't really. Uh, she was open to whatever we could to figure it out, you know? So it, it was, she was so open. And partly, I think that's one of the reasons why he works so well, because she's, she's so curious and she wants to learn and she wants to try different things. And she has, it's also, she has a very specific ideas of the things that she likes and she doesn't like, mm-hmm. but she's, she wants to, she wants to see, let's try it. She's always open for uh, experimenting different, different ideas, but the script is so, if the script is the movie, so it's so strong. It's hard, like, I'm reading it, like, oh, my God, this is, this is amazing. It's such a gift. How did, that, how did that happen that I got that? That the script is it's great. Yeah, I mean, it is really hard to believe that this is her first feature-length film and to tackle yeah. something of this magnitude and with the subject matter. I mean, it in the wrong hands, it could have gone way off uh course but i think i mean but she is she's been working so long and her she chooses really interesting uh cares for herself as 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 an actress as a, as a performer mm-hmm. so you can tell that she's super brave in terms of like that's what i'm gonna do so i think she's been thinking about and studying and considering for a long time how would that and then once you get you know olivia coleman and jesse buckley and dakota and everybody and peter and and Paul Mescalas, all, all the, the, the people just, it's just enriches. Also, she got, you know, Helen to shoot it. And Helen is so uh, experienced. So mm-hmm. I think 
that combination too. Like it's a great cast, beautiful script, and her her uh, sensibility is just like it just it is it is what the film is, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, can you sort of talk me through sort of the editing process of um, staying in the present and then going back and then staying in the present and going back? Like how did how did you sort of tackle those aspects and making sure that you were hitting each sort of number right where it was? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I think for the most part, if not for everything, it's scripted. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going too far like, oh, now we need this. There were a few times that we kind of massage a little bit. It's like, okay, let's do two Jessies to one Olivia. Well, let's do two Olivia's to one Jesse anytime we went to the flashbacks. But the, the first flashback, it was, it was by design where it came in. And uh, basically, like, when I did the first pass of the film, I was hitting those when they were supposed to do script-wise. So um, there wasn't really much in terms of, of trying different things. It was like that. What the flashbacks said, what the content of the flashbacks, that it was open to a little bit open for interpretations, like what, what you can use or not use or how much of it you use. And that, because of I was getting like that incredibly beautiful, the very first uh, flashback is the one where they're singing with the peeling the orange. Mm -hmm. and uh and just that how intimate and how and the way jesse's reacting to what's happening so you that you just like immediately it becomes something different mm -hmm. uh but that's a long way like a, a long answer to say it was pretty much scripted that's how it started and then when maggie got to the cutting room we would expand or make it smaller depending on, on like what was called for Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean how did the how did the editing process look like from the perspective of in person versus not in person I mean you're it this was obviously cut during the middle of the pandemic um but how did that how did that work for you well the way we did it is while she was in Greece shooting I was here in LA putting together like cutting but then I had to come to New York when she was arriving we had to really there was like reverse engineering because of COVID, especially at that time, and especially I was going to New York, really the protocol was very, very uh, specific. So I had to be in New York at least two weeks before she did. I had to quarantine for a whole week without coming to the cutting room. But then once I came in, then me, it was just me, an assistant, my assistant uh, working together. And then when Maggie arrived from Greece, she had to quarantine for a week before she joined me. And for the most part, we cut, uh in the same place we're in the same place i i came back around christmas and i did for two weeks here and then i went back to new york and we finished new york but for the most part we were in the same place mm -hmm. and what was it like having her over your shoulder i mean it's it's great i mean i, I actually prefer and enjoy having the director with me at all times i feel like it, there's more uh, the chance to have a dialogue, the chance of experiment, because I can do something immediately turn to her and be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Should we try something different? She says, well, let's try this. So I think the dialogue makes everything flow better, being in the same place. I mean, I've had experiences too where the, the director uh, remote, that works 
exact same way, but I prefer just being there. There's something about that dynamic, but you have to adjust, you know, and you have to adjust to the times. And he, he, I'm glad because she, it's the first time filmmaking too, if she's a first time director, I think he, it's helpful to be in the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've been using the word experimental a few times during this. Can you sort of uh, talk about some of the experimental moments that you guys were testing out that made it to the film? Yeah, I think the, the most experimental moment is probably the moment with, with uh, Ed Harris and Olivia when he brings the, the octopus. Mm -hmm. Because the scenes as scripted and was shot in the first pass was, there's a whole scene in the kitchen. He comes in with the octopus, he cooks the octopus. That scene is over, they're sitting together and they're eating. But there's something that felt kind of not, it wasn't really working from, from we just didn't understand why it wasn't working, but it wasn't working. So we decided to meld the two scenes together. So the scenes are, there's a dialogue that's happening in the kitchen and in the living room are they eating at the, so you're cutting a moving time, even though they're in different times and, they're cooking, already eating, and they keep cooking, and they're already eating and talking. So they, we found that language, and once we, it, it somehow it clicked, it, it worked so well. So that's probably the biggest experimentation we had, and thankfully it worked. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what were I mean, if any, what were the challenges that you that you had? Uh, the challenges. I mean, the challenges. It's sometimes a to get really right. Like the end, the end of the film was a challenge because it's such a fine line to how much information you give, and uh, and like we it wasn't really working till we found okay, what if we use the, the the orange peel again at the end to have a connection between her, the younger uh, Leda and the older Leda with the kids and versus her on the phone with the kids. And then peeling the orange. This is something that we found in the cutting room. It wasn't. It wasn't written to be that way. So it was a challenge, just the sense of like, the, how can this really elevate that it's the the proper end of the film? And you cut out. Sorry, you cut out a little bit, like probably oh. fifteen seconds ago. Okay, sorry. Uh, I don't know what you missed. Well, anyway, uh, I was thinking. Like, it was between the, uh, so at, you were deciding between um, like ending it with the orange peel or not. Um, yeah. And then it led to. Yeah. What I was saying is like, that wasn't a scripted. The mm -hmm. way the, the ending is right now wasn't a scripted ending. The oh, scripted ending, she's, she's there and then she finds the orange, she, she peels it. But somehow it, it wasn't really, it, it didn't feel, there's something wasn't really satisfying. But then when we thought about it, like we, we tried different things and we thought about like, what if we bring back the, the Jesse with the two kids peeling the orange that connects with later, uh, the older later peeling the orange there that we felt like, okay, this is now not this is satisfying. And then just having a little bit of the, the, the voices of the, the daughters on the phone, that, that all of this, uh, it was something that we, we we play with for a while, for, for a long time to get it really right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what has been your reaction to the reception of the film so far? I mean, it's amazing. It's incredible. And you can never tell. It's, uh, you don't know. I mean, 
I'm so proud of the film and I love the film so much. Then you expect to have the reaction, but it's, I mean, I'm biased, obviously. I'm going to say like, <laughs> he's deserved to have this kind of reaction, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really, you can, I never, I don't think I've ever had a film that, that I cut to be like, oh, this is going to be, people are going to really love that. Like you, you, you can't know. Mm-hmm. At least I, I mean, I don't know. At least I don't have that, that uh, foresight. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, obviously you can do test screenings and things like that to sort of gauge some bit of audience um, yeah. reaction. But... Which we never did. We couldn't do it. We, uh, couldn't, yeah. we couldn't really screen the film. I mean, we screened the film to people that we knew. We screened mm-hmm. the film that people like that maggie trusted or i trusted and you get their feedback and you're trusting like can we really trust this is really honest the reaction is the reaction because we get positive reaction but you also we asking for what is it that doesn't work like we we're craving people being like this goods but this is not so we can actually make it better but it is a little bit on the vacuum of of once we're done we're done and we're just like knock on wood hope i feel incredibly proud of the work and how beautiful the film is but again, how can you possibly imagine, you know, this kind of reaction that's happening right now? Yeah. Were, I mean, what was a concern for you um, that viewers might not have picked up on or might not have understood? I mean, it's, it's in a way, it's a difficult film for two reasons, because the character is so complex. The character makes choices that you're like, whoa, this is, this is, I don't want to say like you're judging her, but you can, you, you, you may, you may uh, judge her, her choices of, of actions and reactions, both as in the older Leda and the younger Leda. There's definitely things that you'd be like, I wouldn't be doing that, but she is, the character is doing it and that's, that's what it is. I can't judge her as, as an editor and like, uh, so I, I knew that that could be something that could be challenging. Plus the film at times takes its time. It's not like a fast moving, fast pace and things that happen all the time. There are times that you're just sitting there with them contemplating or thinking or imagine what things are gonna happen. So it's also, you, you need to kind of like go with it too. Uh, so those, those two aspects is always, uh, could be a concern. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, it definitely is a slow burn that's definitely worth the wait at the end. and. Uh... I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I still get that sort of like the jump cut from her just passing out and I don't, it, it's always just like a blink and it's just, I always see it like occasionally and it's, I mean, that's the beauty of editing, but it, I don't know why I just, I see it so frequently and so vividly in my mind just because I, I adore Olivia so much, but I mean, that particular, I don't know, it's like, lights out blackout i don't know it's yeah. it's it's great um but then i mean i guess sort of my final question to you is i mean what's your biggest takeaway from this film wow you 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 left the best for last <laughs> biggest takeaway from this film i never thought about that I, i'm not sure i'm not sure i mean the biggest i mean to be really honest the biggest takeaway from this film to me is I get to work with Maggie, you know, I get to be part of this. I get to be part of like her, uh, 
the world that she imagined and created from the novel and her adaptation and the actors. And it's, it's an incredible kind of gift to be able to do, to work on something like that is so rare. And uh, mm. I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I was able to do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you have more exciting projects coming up. I mean, what else is on your horizon besides um, uh, Don't Worry, Darling? Uh, I, the next room, hopefully, that maybe March is, uh, we're still waiting to hear if this is going to happen or not, is that Todd Haynes is directing this movie called Fever about Peggy Lee. Mm, yeah. So hopefully that will happen and that uh, that could be my, my next project. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's been such an honor to chat with you. I mean, like oh, I said, thank this... you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, of course. Uh, like I said, this has been one of my favorite films of the year, if not my favorite. So um, it, it really is just a treat to talk to someone who was so thoroughly involved in, in the entire process. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.